You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you'll explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Hello, villagers. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday. I'm so glad you guys have decided to tune in to this episode. If you are a weekly listener who comes back every week, you're in for a treat. If this is your first episode, you are in for a bigger treat. I am so excited to talk about this particular topic because I feel like it's something that can help you really harness your sexual energy, but so many people have no idea what it is. And so that is why I decided to have Anne-Marie Paul, who is an activator for Divine Feminine Wisdom, on the show today. She teaches the ancient art of yoni eggs, which opens up a woman to her own body's wisdom and sensuality. She loves empowering women in this way because the women learn tools that they can use for the rest of their lives and do not become dependent on outside sources for the amazing feelings that are created in their lives when they learn to cultivate and harness their sexual energy. Tuning in all the way from Bali, Anne-Marie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Love sharing this stuff. I'm so excited to share all of this with our listeners. I know this is going to be an episode that people walk away feeling like, wow, where has this been my whole (laughs) life? Because honestly, that's how I felt when I first learned about yoni eggs and I'm still learning about them and it still feels like that every single time I learn something new. So before we dive into all of that, can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm living here in Bali. I've been here a few years. And um, my background is in yoga. So before I was teaching women sensuality, I was practicing and teaching yoga and running a yoga studio and really living a very pretty intense, pretty intense life, loving it, loving running the business, loving being in my body and being with my students and everything, but very much was, um, was really driving myself, pushing myself, um, very much in a very masculine kind of energy of really doing, going, aggression, competition, and um, was as much as I was in my body because I was doing yoga, I was totally disconnected from my sexual energy to the point where I was numb, but I had no idea. So exactly what you just said about, um, uh, you know, you didn't know what you were missing in the intro there. You were like, wow, where has this been all my life? Like I had no clue. Cause I had, I had boyfriends, I had beautiful relationships. I was having sex. I was having orgasms, but I had no 
idea how numb, how shut down, how disconnected I was from my breasts, from my vagina, from all my sexual energy. And um, so I initially, my introduction to yoni eggs was not actually yoni eggs. I was working with a woman. I was like really in a, I was single for a while and I had kind of like got wrapped up with this woman who was teaching uh, women's sensuality and marketing it towards single women for how to get husbands. So it was pretty weird, kind of weird, um, but it was amazing what she taught me. And she was basically just teaching me each day to meditate and do exercises with my vagina to build up the energy and move it. And not even using the yoni eye, but just each day intentionally, you know, basically it was like Kegel exercises combined with Kundalini yoga. And I was, I was having dreams. I was having weird sensations move through my body. It was a full Kundalini awakening. Um, <clears throat> just these exercises. And about six months later, I found yoni egg. And it was like, whoa, like everything just really opened up creativity, my voice. And yeah, so, so I basically moved totally into learning how to use it, learning all the techniques, all the practices to prepare the body to use it and how to get the best out of it and, you know, everything, everything Yoni eggs and started teaching it. Oh, that is so amazing. I'm smiling so big because it lights me up to see other people really like ignite their flames and like just become their whole selves. And that story just says it all. It just shows how possible that is. Oh, I love it. That lights me up. Okay. So before we go throwing around words, I want to define two words that we've already kind of thrown around and people may not know the definition, also the difference, sensuality versus sexuality. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, great question. Okay. So sensuality is the, we're talking about the senses. So what does something smell like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? Sexuality, I honestly don't really feel it's too much different. I feel like sexuality is feeling the, it's, so this, your sense of smell is when you can detect a scent. So sexuality is basically just when you detect an arousal or a sexual feeling. That's, that's kind of how I would clarify that. So, so their sensuality, sexuality is a type. That's how I see it. It's a type of sense sensuality. Um, but it's necessary to be fully sensually alive to have all, to have your ability to, to sense everything, to sense life coming to really also feel the sexual senses as well. Meaning that you have to be so connected with your body that you're able to truly understand all of those senses in your body to really ignite that flame of sexuality. Yes. So beautifully said. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Okay. So while we're on the topic of all of that, can you decide, can you define sexual empowerment for me? What does that really mean? Or what does it mean for you? Yeah, I love this question. So when I think of sexual empowerment, it's really when a woman allows herself to feel 
her sexual sexuality. So a lot of women that I work with, they don't, they, some of them will feel fear when they are aroused. Uh, some women, they've never had orgasms before. Some of the women are numb in their breasts or in their other parts of their body, their vagina, their yoni, they're numb because stored in these, these sexual organs, the breasts and the vagina, stored in these organs is our memories, thoughts, goals, emotions about traumatic experiences like bullying or when they got, they started to grow breasts and they were too large or they were actual sexual trauma or even just religious conditioning around sexuality creates numbness. Any negative beliefs about our brain is so powerful that a belief, a negative belief about sexuality will actually create numbness in the body. So for me, sexual empowerment is when a woman feels her sexual feelings and she enjoys it and she likes it. So this could look like Marilyn Monroe, really just allowing it, unleashing it, being beautiful, being sensual, not like just making it hugely known and you know out there in the world for everybody to see. Or this could just look like a woman who's you know, enjoys dancing with herself, enjoys when she eats fruit and it drips down, the the juice drips down the side of her mouth and it feels good. Like just, it's really sexual empowerment is like a woman who's like, I recognize this as a sexual feeling and I like it. And I'm, I'm, I'm not stopping it or blocking it. I'm owning it. Right. Yeah. Owning it enough to like harness that Mm. inner goddess. I love it so much. Okay, so let's chat about this sexual revolution that has come about. Do you think this is something that women have always had? Or do you think that it's something we're just now discovering? I guess, has it been something in us all along and it's been repressed? Or are women just now waking up to this idea of like, wow, we can feel this way? What's your, and this is heavily opinionated, I get, but what is your opinion of that? I think women have always had it. They've always been very sexually alive, very, very sexual, even more sexual than men. Um, And I think the revolution is just women, like you just said, owning it and loving it because there's so much... like this, the when you start to really look at the facts and like when you really dive into the topic, it's very clear that um, society and religion are what's blocked it, which is just you know this is just culture. This is literally just ideas that we all decided were true. So biologically and physiologically, we are as orgasmic as a tree, as a flower. I mean everything in nature is orgasmic. It grows up towards the sun and it opens and it blooms and it blossoms open. And we as women are very much like that. So I think, yeah, we've always been like that. And now society is shifting and changing in so many ways. And so it's, this is the revolution. This is part of us just saying, yep, here we are. (laughs) No shame. 
Yeah, I actually could not agree more. And I think it's really cool for me because I feel like I'm witnessing history. Well, we are witnessing history in the making. Like we're going to be able to say to people (laughs) who aren't even born yet, like I was here when that wasn't a thing. And that makes me, I just want to like jump up and down. And like, I imagine the pictures of the hippies that I see now. And I'm like, thank you so much. And also I want to be you. I'm getting that chance to be that person. Right. And so I agree. I think that this is something that not only have we always had, but I like the point that you, you pointed out that it's not just one person's fault or just one organization's fault. We, as a culture, as a society, accepted this and I think women are coming about like oh hey we don't have to accept this right um but the sexual part of us has certainly always been in us I love it all right so let's Mm. talk about our relationship as humans um like with sex Mm. on a primal level what do we need to know about sex Mm, okay I love this question I'm super passionate about this because I feel like you know, when we're, when we're children and we're becoming teenagers, the hormones that are, that's tidal wave, you know, and so at this point, there's so much beautiful education that young boys and young girls could get around pleasure and orgasm and, and pleasure without the goal of orgasm and pleasure without penetration and how to really take your time with boys can learn how to take it, their time with a woman which I think would help relationships. Women could learn about their clitoris, their G-spot, that their cervix is actually orgasmic, um, that they can actually have, women can have orgasms just with breath, energy orgasms. Like there's so much that we can teach children and there's so much out there to learn and know. Um, and yeah, so I've, I'm really passionate about this particular topic of like biology. So children, if they learned the, the beauty and the power of sexuality as teenagers, I think it would be, we would see a lot less neuroses. We would have a lot less heartbreak as young girls. We would be more empowered to say yes, to say no, to open up to experiences that weren't so intense for children. You know, penetrative sex is like, can be really damaging and heartbreaking and it isn't, but it isn't necessary in order to experience pleasure. Um, And yet, but there's just so much that can be done to teach children so that our sex lives are, that feel good, they feel satisfying, they'll feel empowering. And it's just as important for like a tree, a tree growing out of the ground. You can't just cut it off at a certain point and keep cutting it off, keep cutting it off. Like this is what happens if we repress sexuality. It's this, it's an urge in us like sweating or like, you know, crying or going to the bathroom. Like sexuality is an urge that needs to be expressed out. And so if we're not expressing this natural urge in us in a healthy way, whether it's with another person or with ourselves, then so many other areas of our lives are going to feel really shut down. Hormones will be out of whack. The throat will be shut down for women. There's a, so much insecurity comes up for women when they're blocking their own sexuality. One thing that I love seeing when I work with women and they start to 
use the yoni egg again and feel all of their feelings and feel all of their sensations and start to have a new kind of orgasms that so many other areas of their life naturally just go, oh, that just shift and change. You know, women say to me all the time, yeah, my relationship with my mother is so much better. <laughs> or my relationship with my husband is so amazing. And I'm, I'm actually having better boundaries at work. And I'm this toxic relationship that wasn't working for me anymore, whether it's a friend or partner. It just suddenly, they stopped trying to reach out and call me. And like so many areas of a person's life start to just even and smooth out when they start to really embrace and allow and make space for their sexual energy to flow freely through them. I love that. And I, I like to think about it as, you know, when you start to cry, but you really fight it off, you fight hard and you don't cry and you get that headache in your yeah. head. That's exactly what your sexuality will do. And it will just be this constant pain in your life causing other pain points and manifesting in all sorts of wild ways. Um, I love the point that you, you, you talked about, you know, doing it with yourself or doing it with somebody. I kind of think you should be doing both. So if you're in a committed relationship, mm. don't be afraid to do it by yourself. You need to unblock this. Like you have to know your own body before, before mm. you can teach somebody else how to do it. Yeah. Wow. That's such a beautiful example of the headache and the crying. <laughs> like, it's so true. This energy, it's like, it's going to try to move. So you might as well just let it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think, I think too, if you are having a lack of confidence and you don't have anybody mm. to have sex with, you need to show yourself why you are worthy, right? If you're not mm. showing the world why you're worthy of that, no. Promise. You have to harness that for yourself. So as, yeah. as women, as sexual beings, it can be, you know, so much of what we do, but not necessarily intercourse and, you know, sex, like sex, sex. So what comes to mind for me is how sexual birth is in itself and breastfeeding can elicit the same sort of feelings because it's working with the same hormones. Can you talk another, um, a few more places in life maybe where you have, and you touched on them um, before, mm -hmm. but maybe where your sex life has direct implications um, and that, you know, if you don't have a healthy sex life, then these are pretty much a surefire to also be affected. And I stand strongly that those are true about childbirth and breastfeeding. I don't believe that if you, if you don't have a secure and, and healthy sexual relationship, either with yourself or with your partner, I do think it will affect both of those things. I've seen it affect both of those things. So I don't have to think anything. I know that it does. Mm. I've seen it, you know, happen. And so where else do you have examples of, you know, this, this might be places in your life where you're struggling, but actually it could revert back to a repressed sexual energy, right? Mm, or maybe the lack totally. thereof, maybe you have a need that's being unmet. Mm. Yeah, I think, um, so for sure, like what comes to mind for me first and foremost is the, you know, women that are struggling with being single and feeling 
discouraged about the dating world and Tinder and, oh my God, it's terrible. And there's no good men out there. And, you know, cause this was my story for a long time. And now that I've embraced my own sexuality, there's, it's literally, I mean, it was uh, devastating, like trying to swim in the sea of being a single woman before Yoni eggs. And it's never, the, it's never been that painful since. And I'm still single, but I freaking love it. I love it. And I love my life. I love my freedom. I love, I love it. I love, I love it. And so it's like, when you are, when you don't, when you're kind of like, for me, it was pretty extreme because I used to be, I didn't masturbate until I was like, I really, really needed a release. And so then I would act, and then when I did, I would feel a lot of shame. So this, I'm coming, I was like an ex, the extreme spectrum, like the way opposite end of, you know, the dating world was devastating for me because being single, trying to like float in this world was just attracting a lot of like painful experiences. Now using Yoni eggs, making sure I'm taking care of my own sexual needs, making space for that um, before there's even any need of release and just just being gentle and sensual with myself, not even um, necessarily orgasming, but just building up orgasmic energy. It's actually a practice that I do almost every morning is I use my own egg every morning, but I don't orgasm. I just build, build it up and feel it and allow the energy to flow through me. And that's like my meditation practice in the morning is the yoni egg practice and the breast massage every day. So this has changed the dating world to where there's a lot of options, a lot of men around me, a lot of attention, a lot of, um, a lot of invitations and it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of play and sometimes there'll be a, a dance or a beautiful experience. Um, but there isn't that need. There isn't that emptiness, that hole inside me. That's like, uh, when is it going to be filled? When is my Prince Charming going to be here? There's such a healthier mindset around it. And there's just such an awareness of how, you know, obviously being in a relationship is a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful way to live life. But being single is also perfectly val valid and amazing and wonderful and such a gift. Because come on, when could a woman ever be single except for this time in history and travel anywhere in the world and own a business and do anything she wanted? I mean, this is a really unique time for women to to love being single and going anywhere. And oh, Tinder, you want to date? Go on one go on two, go on three, have fun, you know? So it's like that, that area of my life completely shifted. Another area of my life, which is, this is like going to be a little bit maybe triggering for some people to hear, but money, I was able to create in a way that I loved, that felt fun and get paid for it. And as opposed to doing a job I didn't like for money. And I, this is still something that I kind of like, um, am working on the mindset around of like, I still fear comes up of the future, but I know that if I'm living an orgasmic lifestyle today in this moment, then I'm naturally going to attract to myself. You know, the universe is going to treat me the way that I'm treating me, which is with pleasure and abundance. And so this is, it's really affected you know, embracing my sexuality, making space for that before there was a need for it has really changed how money has come into my world, comes in 
when I'm genuinely creating something I care about and I'm passionate about, as opposed to just doing something, quote unquote, because I need to get paid. That actually doesn't work anymore for me. Another thing, because there's so many things, now that you ask the question, it's just like more coming up. The, the body gets so wise, so wise. Like if you start to embrace your sexuality, you're now bringing all, every cell of your body online, including not just the physical body, but the energetic body around you. So your intuition, and women are very intuitive, but their intuition gets like a thousandfold more. So for instance, you know, you'd be, you just know, you walk into a situation, somebody invites you to do something, somebody asks you to do something and your body gets sick, it tightens. You'll get a cough, you'll get a cold, you'll get a flu. Immediately, if you start to do something you're not supposed to do, your body will scream at you so loud when you start to really wake up, when you're essentially, because what, it, what, what happens when you start to embrace your sexuality is you thaw out parts of you that were numb. So if our breasts are numb, if our yoni is numb, and they're trying to speak to us and tell us, don't go out with that guy, don't go out with that guy, we might go anyways, and then it's bad news bears, <laughs> or whatever, you know, he's a jerk or something like this. But if you are, if your breasts are fully alive, fully sensual, and you're allowing yourself to feel all the sadness, all the grief, and all the happiness and pleasure and joy and love that is flowing through the heart chakra there, then your breasts are going to tell you yes to this person or no, and immediately, and you're going to know. And it takes a little bit of practice for some people, but usually not, um, because the messages are so strong, to actually listen to that intuition because it gets harder to, to ignore it because the, the signs get so much stronger. Is that making sense? Yeah. So absolutely. many things I just threw at you. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's all really <clears throat> fascinating. So we're doing a lot of talking about a Yoni egg, but we haven't really introduced this mysterious thing. So mm. what <laughs> is a Yoni egg for our listeners out there who have not ever heard of one or seen one? Yeah, so yoni eggs are small egg-shaped crystals. Um, they're usually jade. And the practice is a Taoist tantric practice that comes from China. So what's so incredible about this practice is that it's actually 5,000 years old. 5,000 years. That's freaking old. And so it was first used by the, the queens and concubines, like the highborn women in China. And... The crystal is inserted inside the vagina, and then the woman will do exercises with it to build up her sexual energy and then essentially channel that energy or move it through her body. So basically, you're moving it up the spine to the crown of the head, and then you bring it back down the front of the body and leave, bring it into the womb space. Um, so that's kind of like the briefest explanation. Cool. Okay. And how big is it? And are there different sizes? Okay. So this is a medium size. This is a quartz. So how big is this? This is about the size from my, the top of my first finger to the first knuckle. All right. How much, what size is that? Uh, maybe about an inch tall. An inch and a half to two inches is probably what I would say. Yeah. So it's, that size tall 
and it's an egg shape. And this is the medium size. So there's larges, which are about a little bit taller, so three inches and small, which are probably one inch or a little bit less than one inch. Um, and women will normally start out with medium, but you can start the, the, a, a large egg would be used by someone who's very tall. So her pelvic bones are wider than, um, the average height woman, or if a woman has had a few children and so she's trying and so say the vagina is stretched and the egg, you should be able to, well, there's no shoulds, but you want to be able to sit up without the egg falling out. So it's easier to hold in a large egg. If the, if you're taller, you have these wide pelvic, wider pelvic bones than average, or if you are, um, have had a few children, it'll be easier to hold in the large one. Now the small egg is not typically used or it's used when you are more advanced and you want to leave it in throughout the day. It's very light and it's very small. So you don't actually feel it when a small egg is inside of you. What the egg is doing, it's doing lots of different things. It's rebuilding strength, it's rebuilding muscle awareness, it's re-engaging nerves that are numb, but it's also massaging the inside of the vagina. So the small egg isn't going to be able to do that because it's too small. So as you inhale and squeeze the muscles, you're pressing acupressure points, the liver, kidney meridians, heart meridian is at the cervix, um, the stomach meridians, the spleen, they're all these acupressure points inside the vagina that you're massaging and bringing chi and life force energy back to the organs. So the, the queens and the concubines that would use these in ancient China, they look very, very, very young because they always had their life force energy flowing freely. That's one thing we didn't talk about what is what happens if you don't allow your life force energy to flow freely you age quickly if you're using yoni egg people there's like a glow and a youth and people you look very you look younger if you have this like happy energy flowing through you yeah it makes so much sense when i see grumpy old people in the supermarket i'm always like they need to get laid that makes so much sense right <laughs> i yeah. totally feel that on like a deep level that makes so much sense okay so you oh my mentioned God, you're funny <laughs> thank you you mentioned that they were made of jade um but what specifically are are there powers? Should we be looking at trying to conceive or harnessing our sexual energy specifically? Are there certain eggs that can help you feel safe or confident or, you know, maybe bring about that sexualness? What do we need to know about the stones itself? Yeah. Okay. So the crystals are uh, really, really beautiful gemstones, which are super lucky to be on this planet because crystals actually grow. So normal minerals or normal rocks and stones, they're just like a bunch of dirt all smashed together, whereas a crystal grows. So it's like, um, and it takes thousands, um, actually millions of years to form. And the, at a molecular level, a crystal is sacred geometric patterns. And so each of the pattern Will have different healing properties. So a property that everybody always, or a stone that's very typical for people to know about is rose quartz. 
and you can really feel it. You can actually, if you're sensitive to crystals or if you're a very empathic person, you might be able to feel your, you can actually feel your chest vibrating or tightening or opening or something. You feel something in your chest when you look at or even think about a rose quartz crystal. So all the crystals will have different properties like that. So jade is the first stone that was ever used by um, women because the practice comes from China and that's what was available then. But jade is, I always recommend this to women to use this because it's a sensualizing stone and it's a compassionate stone. It teaches women how to slow down, how to, live, how to love themselves, how to be compassionate with themselves, how to, and it may, it's very sexual stone. It heals the womb, the kidneys, the ovary, the fallopian tubes, the vagina. Um, and these are the properties of sacred geometrical shapes of the inside of the jade actually has this energy that emanates outward. And it's like a, when the crystal, it starts to vibrate with the, the water molecules in, in your womb space and make it like that shape. So you want to make sure you have certified jade. You know, you don't want to get a fake jade. There's a lot of like um, stones out there that are not real crystals or, or certified crystals or just like dyed, dyed synthetics um, crystals. So the jade is what I always recommend because it will teach, teach women how to be kind to themselves. So in the beginning of the podcast, I was talking a little bit about how, you know, I was teaching yoga and I was actually practicing yoga every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And even when I got out of the teaching world, I would still be so beating myself up for not practicing as ferociously as I used to. And when I, I did, I was completely unaware that I was doing this. And so when I started using the jade, I started to see how mean I was being to myself, which of course is affecting how men were treating me. Of course, it's affecting how clients are paying me. Of course, if I'm being a jerk to myself, forcing myself, telling myself I'm fat and I need to go to yoga and all this crap, that something bad's going to happen if I don't go today. You know, of course, if I'm pushing myself in this way, it's going to affect every other area of my life. The jade actually, like, it taught me self-love, self-compassion, self-kindness, how to speak more kindly to myself, how to say, oh, okay, I'm really tired right now, and I just want to read a book or take a bath. I'm really tired, and I just want to rest. I don't want to force myself into some super yang challenging yoga class right now. It's not feeling good. Um, <clears throat> so Jade is what I always recommend women start with. Um, but there are other, I already talked a little bit about the rose quartz and the properties of that are healing the heart and healing forgiveness, jealousy, any grief and pain in the heart, which women love. And a lot of women are drawn toward the rose quartz. But I recommend to start with the jade first because if you have trauma stored in the sexual organs, but you open up your heart, you're basically opening yourself up to re-traumatize yourself. So you're going to just, because you need to start with the lower chakras, clearing those first. And it sounds woo-woo, but the body will reject the stones that it that aren't right for it and a lot of women and myself included the the body will spit out the rose quartz like it's really strange but like the body's just like no and it just comes out so whereas the jade or there's another beautiful stone called obsidian that 
the body loves and holds it in. Obsidian is crystallized lava. Um, the obsidian that I sell is really powerful. It comes from Mexico. <clears throat> and obsidian, it clears wounds, trauma, shame, guilt, shadow, old lovers, stories of old lovers. There's some schools of thought that will say that when we have sex with a man, we take on his his programs and conditions and ideas. And in my own life, I feel that is true, that there's ideas of men that I've slept with that I've actually found myself thinking, found myself ways that he felt about the world. I found myself feeling that about the world. I don't necessarily know that this is true 100% of the time, but I know that I want only my own pure essence to be what I feel and experience. And so I don't want to hold on to anything from any ex-lovers. So I have used the obsidian at different times to clear out. It's like a magnet and it pulls out the energy that's trauma, shame, guilt, lower, lower vibrational, painful energies and releases it. So the order that I recommend women using eggs is first jade, then obsidian, then rose quartz if they feel to use rose quartz. And then there's other other crystals that I've used that I love. And one of them is smoky quartz. And this is a clearing healing stone. I love this stone. Um, and it also clears the energy of old lovers, but it's less intense than the obsidian. Um, the smoky quartz will will actually help to draw out and release ideas about what your old boyfriend was like and being back with him because sometimes women will get caught in that mindset so if they're trying to like get over somebody but they feel the obsidian is too intense then the road the smoke quartz is a good option and then the stone that i've been working with a lot lately which i love so much is clear quartz clear quartz is an amplifier it clears and activates all the chakras um resonates with the crown chakra so it's really opening opening the crown chakra to for meditation and for taking in higher dimensional light um these words might sound a little bit woo woo but it's really just it's it, it's a very expansive crystal the the clear quartz and it's lighter than the jade so the jade because it's dense it's the most dense stone so if you drop it it won't crack and women always drop their stones when they're walking or they forget and it falls in the toilet or they take it out and then it falls out of their hand or something. Um, so the jade, because it's heavy, it you can't wear it for as long as the clear quartz because it's lighter. So it doesn't, gravity won't pull it down. So sometimes I go to ecstatic dance here in Bali and I love dancing. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to dance with my crystal tonight. So I'll wear the clear quartz because it's, lighter that well, is all so <laughs> fascinating okay so i did want to ask about going to the bathroom and you mentioned it do you how how does that work <clears throat> yeah so um you can pee with your with your crystal in and it usually won't come out but sometimes it does and you just have to catch it and then you just wash your hands wash the crystal but you definitely can't go number two with the crystal. So this is a good thing and a bad thing. So if you have your crystal in and you're practicing and you have to go number two, you just take it out 
use the toilet and then put your crystal back in and continue your practice or continue wearing it if you want. Um, but it's a good thing because sometimes women, this has never happened to me, but it has happened to a few of my clients. They said that it got stuck. And so, but when you poop, it comes out. So it never gets stuck forever. It doesn't get lost, but it comes out when you go number two. Well, I just always imagine like, a, well, a baby will come out of there. So just get in your toilet. I was told by a mama friend, get in your toilet, squat down and activate those muscles and push it out like you would a baby. It's just a little yoni egg. It's not stuck. Your vagina doesn't gobble things up and make them <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, maybe it's, you know, a little too high or higher than you're comfortable with, or um, maybe this is a good slap in the face of like, hey, I actually don't know my vaginal muscles at all. Um, you know, and this yoni egg is actually safe in there. Okay, so you we talk mm -hmm. about like getting it out other than like squatting in your tub, which I would assume you can't just do every day. Um, how do you just get it out? You can just push it out and it'll just come right out in your hands. There's also a lot of yoni eggs are drilled. So that means there's a tiny little hole and you can attach unwaxed, unflavored dental floss to, to the, so there's basically a string attached to it. Um, and this is beautiful because then you can do a practice where you inhale, squeeze, and like suck the egg up towards the cervix, and then you relax the muscles and you gently use the string to pull it towards the opening. So you're practicing like squeezing it up, which is great for uh, activating G-spot pleasure. Absolutely, and just strengthening those muscles. Um, postpartum is what comes to my mind. So I wanted to kind of take that turn into trying to conceive and pregnancy and postpartum. So can we talk a little bit about the role of a yoni egg in people who are trying to conceive and maybe battling infertility, as well as are they safe to use during pregnancy? Yeah, so the first question of um, trying to conceive. This is a, such a beautiful, beautiful thing for a woman to do because what I I'm I've no have personal experience with this, but what I know it, about women trying to conceive is that a lot of doctors will tell women you need to relax, you need to slow down, you need to rest, you need to allow, you need to receive. Um, and this is really hard for for women in the modern western mindset of go 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 do 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 push 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 achieve achieve and there's always so much to show up for and so much to be so the yoni egg practice is like a beautiful way where three times a week or every day for 30 minutes or an hour you're literally just resting with yourself so this is a, a really huge thing because it, if you really want to take it seriously it can be a lifestyle shift of just like i'm literally just going to be with my own sexual energy for an hour and just receive pleasure from myself because we have to be able to receive and relax the cervix and re receive a seed receive a child we need to be in this very receptive soft state um and so then the other thing that it does that helps with fertility is that it brings a lot of circulation and awareness to the womb the ovaries the all of the muscles and it can help um, like anytime we're doing any kind of practice, I mean, I've even had friends tell me that when they used to belly dance 
and they were in the belly dancing classes, everybody was always getting pregnant because there was so much energy in the womb like that, that happens with that dance. And so this is anytime we're doing anything that's really putting focus and intention towards the sexual energy and especially the womb space, which the Oniag does, it helps with trying to conceive. I love that. And just as women, we have to remember that we carry most of our anxiety down there in our, you know, our uterus anyway, and our ovaries and our vagina. Uh, it happened to me just tonight. I got in a place and I felt totally overwhelmed with anxiety and it was actually my stomach that hurt. It was my uterus um, mm. that was hurting. So very cool to hear that. And then what about using the yoni egg in pregnancy safe not safe yeah it's definitely safe but it's totally up to you so I I have a couple I've worked with women that have used it when they were pregnant and this is really nice because they're continuing to bring circulation there they're bringing muscle strength but also muscle relaxation because one thing that women are learning when they use yoni eggs is relaxation Women are, don't actually need to learn how to strengthen or tighten their vaginas. They need to learn how to relax them. So it's funny because it's like we think, oh, okay, we need to get a strong, tight vagina. No, we need to get a, a strong, relaxed vagina. And so with childbirth, it takes the ultimate surrender and relaxation. So the woman is learning, learning that, practicing that every day. Relax, 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 deeper, relax more. Um, so it's great. Now I've had other friends that intuitively said this crystal is so strong. I don't want it near the baby. So yeah, it's like, there's that other side to it where it's like it's completely up to the mama and her intuition around whether it's good for her and her pregnancy and that child. and just, you know, because what a woman can do instead of using a yoni egg, if she wants to use yoni egg, if she wants to embrace her sensuality, is just do breast massage instead, do yoni massage for herself, take baths, light candles, just intentionally go into that space of sensuality and relaxation um, without the actual crystal involved. I love that you bring up uh, the part about our vaginas are too tight. Yes, ladies, remember you're having a baby pass through there. So <laughs> once you're pregnant, it is not in your best interest necessarily to be doing Kegels every single day. Um, quite the opposite. We want things loose and supple down there so that a baby can pass with minimal injury down there. So one more question about our bodies. Are there specific times that are better to wear it associated like with your menstrual cycle? Should you wear it during your menstrual cycle? Yeah, so the Taoist tradition recommends not using it when you're bleeding because when we're bleeding, we're releasing qi. We're releasing old stories. We're releasing anything that we didn't process in the month energetically. Um, we're also releasing blood and the muscles in the vagina are significantly weaker. Like our entire body is significantly weaker when we're bleeding. So 
the it's not recommended to wear the egg because what what you're doing the practice is building up sexual energy, building up chi life force, and then bringing it up into the body. So during menstruation, we don't want the energy to come up. We want the energy to go down. Um, but some women like using it. They say it helps with cramps. It feels good. They just wear it. They don't really do too much squeezing or exercises with it. They just kind of put it in and relax with it. So it's, it's so, I love this practice because it's really like, hey, once you are in touch with your body, you're going to know what's best for you. And these questions are going to go out the window because you are your own best teacher and best guide. Um, and so it's really is totally individual. But so I don't, I personally don't use it when I have my period. Other times of the month, I, I love using it, love wearing it. I don't recommend wearing it for more than eight hours. And I only wear mine for like one hour. And then it'll come out on its own. And when I'm about to bleed, when I'm premenstrual, the muscles are already starting to get very weak at this point. And I don't like using it for very long at all. I might not, not use it at all that whole week. Or if, if I use it, I just put it in for a little bit, do a simple practice, and then take it out right away. And is it safe with um, birth control IUD? Yeah, so this is a great question. I hear this a lot because it seems very, you know, women are very concerned about this. But the IUD is, the yoni egg is much less invasive than a penis during sex. So if you can have sex with an IUD, then you can have a yoni egg with an IUD because you're just gently squeezing and relaxing your muscles. The egg may not even touch it. Um, I've never heard of anybody. I've had a lot of clients using the IUD and the, and also using the yoni egg. Nothing bad has ever happened to them. Um, you will, of course, if you search on the internet, find the person who is the exception. But yoni egg can increase fertility. So, you know, you're going to find evidence for whatever you're looking for. If you want to find it out there, it's there. But I, I don't think it's... Um, but yeah, it, in my experience and just like logically thinking about it, it it's not going to bump it or move it. But this is another excuse for us to really get intimate with ourselves and aware of our own anatomy because you can put your finger inside of you and feel, okay, where is the IUD before you use your egg? Where is it coming out? What does it feel like in there? Okay, now I'm going to use my egg. I'm going to take my egg out. And now I'm going to put my finger inside again and see if it's moved. You can know yourself if it's actually moved just by using your fingers. So, yeah, so just another way to empower yourself around around this. Yeah, and I like how you, you talk about, you know, whatever you seek, you're going to find. So make sure that you're yeah. filtering, you know, whatever you are looking for, you are bound to find stories like that. So if you want to find that it's dangerous, certainly you'll find that. If you want to find that it's safe, certainly you'll find that as well. So I guess I also think that some people probably had this 50 shades of gray type thing when we first mentioned yoni <laughs> eggs. Is there a sexual component with this that you can share with a partner? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I had a partner and I used the yoni egg. I had it in and we had sex with it. And so when he 
he had to just um, enter me very slowly and then like find it and make sure that it wasn't like bumping up against the cervix in a painful way. And it wasn't like, I mean, it was nice. It was something, it, it was good, but it was like, I was thinking about it so much that it wasn't like some wild, crazy thing. But what it does for myself and for everybody, every, almost every single person I've worked with is it just makes sex so much better. It makes orgasm so much better. It makes surrender so much better. It makes sensitivity so much better. So it's really something you use on your own. You build up your own energy. You get your own awareness back. And then when you're in that intimate space with another person, uh, it's that much better, even though you're not necessarily using it together. Very cool. Okay. And you mentioned a little bit earlier that we should be careful, you know, when we order them, what should we know about purchasing them? How do you know if you're getting real crystals? Is there a telltale sign or? For Jade, there's, um, I think it's Gaia or Gaiam certified. There's a certification that you can get um, for Jade to make sure that it's pure Jade, not dyed. But the company that I work with is called Yoni Crystals. And this is literally only company on the planet that's ethically and sustainably sourcing crystals right now. Um, and we are, we have pure jade, non-dyed, non-synthetic. A lot of crystals will have, um, what's it called? Resin. So they'll put different things like in the cracks in order to make it smooth and then they'll dye it. And this is super toxic for a woman's body and just, not something you would want to be putting inside of you ever. You wouldn't even want to like put it on your elbow, never mind inside your vagina. I mean, the pH balance in there is like so sensitive. We know that. So having a pure crystal is really important, but also like here we are trying to empower ourselves and our body and get us back into our natural, wild, free, orgasmic state. So we want to also be conscious that we're on a planet that's being affected by overmining and all this stuff. And so this is company is only working with mines the owner, Chelsea's been to many of the mines. She's a beautiful friend of mine from um, Colorado. She's been to many of the mines and she has this direct relationship with the mine owners that she knows that the, the women that are mining, because it's a lot of the women that are going into mines, they're actually getting paid a wage that can feed their families. Um, and they're not in living in toxic situations and inhaling toxic dust. So it's like, and there's another thing that's called slow sourcing which is a way of mining crystals that doesn't take out all of the crystal in that area so that it won't regrow. It just takes out parts of it that doesn't damage the rest of the earth around it so that that piece of crystal can actually continue growing. So there's the slow sourcing aspect, and there's the ethical aspect, the women that are mining it, and then there's also the, um, the, the health aspect for, for you that the crystal is actually non-dyed, uh, certified pure crystal. Um, she has a process where she smooths the crystals using water as opposed to oils. A lot of co mining companies will use oils to to make the edges to make it into the egg shape. And, and this oil is toxic for the body. The oil somehow that they use is non gets into the crystal and it's toxic. Or there's just dyed dyed purple or dyed red or dyed weird colors whereas this is actually really beautiful you can see the rose quartz and with the obsidian you can see the variations in the colors in in the 
like it's like uh there's like rainbow quartz and smoky quartz and i mean rainbow obsidian so there's these natural variations very cool okay so if anybody was interested in learning more about yoni eggs or maybe they're they're sold and they're like yes get me this yoni egg and you know they wanted more information about how to use them how to actually harness this sexual energy using an egg because it's not become the sexual goddess overnight it's going to take some practice some mindset work you have a program for that tell us about your program yeah so i have what i call the yoni egg initiation and this is like a a four-week journey for a week process and basically what you receive when you join the initiation is audios and video practices that you do at home um, and there's breast massage in here and different Taoist practices for clearing the organs clearing stagnant energy opening up the channels in the body so your sexual energy can actually flow through you so there's four and then there's also a lot of different yoni egg practices in there there's practices for um there's just so many i don't even know how to describe them all but there's lots of different ones kind of geared toward different things moving and some of them are Taoist practices but then some of them are practices more combining like our mental thoughts with folding in like what we're thinking with what we're what we're the muscles we're engaging so there's four weeks and each week there's about four or five practices that you do and then the initiations are done live so i do them with groups of women um and there's five calls on zoom so the first the first week the it usually starts on a sunday night so the first sunday evening we all gather and i'm talking about arousal anatomy of arousal orgasm feminine energy all things yoni eggs there's different topics each week to help empower you and help be available for answering questions and basically creating a container for women to go through this process because so you never know what's going to come up. There's so much healing done around like relationships with mother or relationships with bullying as a child. And there's, so in addition to these five calls, there's also a Facebook group where the women are checking in and supporting each other um, through this four weeks. And then the but the Facebook group is for any woman who's ever been through the initiation. So now there's like over a hundred women in there. So it's it's beautiful because they've been through it with me, but they're so even after the initiation is over, they're still in that group and they can post, support each other, ask questions, um and they and you always have access to the practices and I'm always adding new things, um, adding new practices. And, um, and I always invite women that have done, done the initiation with me in the past to join the calls again. So I always have a few people who, who like to just sort of step into the container again. And I, I just was on a call last night with a woman who was, did this with me two years ago and she was just crying. She was so happy, you know, that she's in, um, a beautiful relationship with a new man. She just bought a business. You know, she's a loving, having a beautiful, like loving relationship with her two-year-old son. Um, and she's just like, you know, she had a beautiful healing with her mother. She's just glowing, radiating. And she's just like, it's all because I embraced my sexuality and I learned how to move my sexual energy. 
And I just was so grateful because I'm going to be going back to um, my home in April to Cape Cod in Massachusetts and doing a little workshop because what she bought was a yoga studio. So I'll be doing a workshop with her actually April 19th on Cape Cod. It's the egg moon. I'm like, ah, I'm so excited. So I don't know when this podcast will air, but if you're on Cape Cod on April 19th, you should come because we are going to create something really fun. Um, so that's that initiation. And so I don't know when this will air, but you can find out about the dates of when the next one is on my website um, for that initiation. And then I also work with women one-on-one in mentorships. Um, I do readings because this Yoni egg stuff, it's really opened up my like psychic abilities. I'm very curious and interested in that. So I have readings that I do that are called star soul frequency activations. And it's um, really for star seeds that are people that are wanting to learn more about their like their star families and their purpose here on the planet. So this is something that like if these words, if you feel something when you hear those words, then it's for you. If you don't, then it's not. Like there's not much more explanation needed for that one. Um, and what else do I do? Retreats and workshops and stuff like that. That's all on my website, Henry Paul that love <laughs> that is awesome and listeners you get 15 percent off of uh the yoni egg initiation program i'll post the code in the show notes and i'll also post the website so amazing 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 stuff this is all so very exciting amory thank you very much for being here with me today i appreciate it i loved being here i loved talking with you your energy is amazing thank you thanks for i love your attitude towards sexuality it's so refreshing thank you very much i appreciate it yeah this podcast is all about um you know pushing our boundaries and i think this is one that a lot of people either have never explored or have very strict and structured boundaries around sexuality and sex itself and yeah i just hope to break down those walls so thanks for being here Listeners, wow, this episode has been so much fun. Thank you so much for showing up for Anne Marie and I today. By showing up for us, you are showing up for yourself. And by putting back into yourself, you're being able to show up for your family, your kids, your partner, your employer, just everyone in your life a little bit better. Thank you so much for making yourself a priority. I see you doing the hard work. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard. Did you know that you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook. And our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.